0: I'd like to read tonight a few verses found in the book of Isaiah, the prophet Isaiah, the twelfth chapter of Isaiah. In fact, the entire the entire book of the twelfth chapter. There's only six verses in the twelfth chapter of Isaiah. And the first verse says this, And in that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee, Though thou wast angry with me, thine anger is turned away, and thou comfortest me. Something that, uh, preachers often do, I, I think they do anyway, maybe I'm looking at the mirror at myself when I say that. You wonder, okay, you're going to, you're asked to preach in church, and you're thinking, what is it? What is it the people are looking for? They're looking for entertainment, probably not—not not in our church. Are they looking for some direction, some guidance along something that's going on in their life, or possibly they might just be saying, "What, what can I do? What can I?" Do what can I personally do right now on this particular day in life, and in the days ahead, if the Lord should tarry? What can I do? I th- I'm looking at the 12th chapter of Isaiah tonight, and I think there's there's something there that you can find something to do, something to do in challenging times like. We're experiencing. I've heard that people say we're in challenging times, so it must be true. And so, what can I do in challenging times? Well, it said here that in that day, Thou shalt, O Lord, I will, I will praise Thee. That's the first part of that that verse. Basically, I will praise Thee. So, one thing I can do is I can praise God. We did a little bit of that already, singing a few songs. Praising God in song. And that's uh, popular, but it's 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 good. It, it reflects uh, something that comes from our heart. And, and it's unto the Lord. We give praise unto the Lord. I will praise thee. So that's something we can do. And there's a reason why this person, well, Isaiah is writing this. It's kind of contained within that verse. It says, The fact that I I will praise thee, though thou wast angry with me, thine anger is turned away, and thou comfortest me. Sounds like salvation, doesn't it? The the anger of the Lord is turned away from this one, from anyone. The anger of the Lord is turned away. The the conviction for one's sins is turned away. It's turned away, and therefore I will praise thee. Good reason to praise God. Deliverance. Saved by grace. I'm set free. will a lot to praise God for. Right then and there. Second verse goes on to say, Behold, God is my salvation. Just follows through, doesn't it? God is my salvation. He's the one. He's the one that, that has made life worth living now. Because God is my salvation. And then he says, I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. It's, the, the Bible is, is incredible, isn't it? It would be nice to write like they write. They, they wrote. just be, It's incredible. The words they could compact in so f- few sentences. And, and it seems like sometimes you go to write something and it's, you know, it's like about three paragraphs and all you meant was like about one sentence. You have that problem? You have to look back over what you wrote and you find out that you only need to say a few things. Preachers, we deal with that all the time because we've got so much to compact in such a short period of time and we probably should just say one sentence and let's go to prayer. But... Uh, well, we've got a little bit of time left, so I will trust. To trust in this particular uh, context here, in the original language, means to take refuge. It's a hiding place. If I'm trusting, I'm trusting God. I'm, I'm finding a place to hide. Hide in the storms of life, I guess you could say. That's one one definition. What What about to lean on? Sometimes. You're talking to someone for a little while, and you find a doorpost or a wall or something, and you tend to just kind of lean over there because you know it's just easier to do that—to find something to lean on, and and it it, it supports you because you're, you're you're not as strong as you thought you were, or to wait for. Now, waiting for to trust to wait for—that's a little more difficult at times. We're not too prone to waiting. If you're waiting for somebody to come to your home, how many times do you look out the window before they actually arrive? Quite a few times sometimes. It depends who you're waiting for. Some people arrive right on time. Some people are always late. But you're waiting and, and you have to check because, did, did, I, did I hear him right? Did I hear her right? Was she actually going to come at this particular time? Waiting. Maybe it's easy for you, but for a lot of us, it's not easy to wait. We want things done now, right now, and in a hurry. I will trust. But I will trust and not be afraid. So if I'm truly trusting in God, I really don't have a reason to be fearful. For we believe that God has has gone before us. He's put all the pieces of this puzzle together already. And he knows the finished picture. We're just working on the part of the puzzle, and we're a little confused about it. We don't know too much about it. But we needn't be afraid. We needn't fear. Parents, I, I suppose, raising children, when when children become fearful, the parents try to, to comfort them and say, you don't need to be afraid. We're here. Don't worry about it. It'll be fine. And... Uh, and you want to you want to bring comfort, the God of heaven brings comfort. the god of of glory brings hope and opportunity and gives us something to do. We can get involved in the scriptures. We can go into the Word of God into these words uh, we can go into these words next week this coming week, I should say, and we'll we'll find nuggets of spiritual gold, things that will just pop out to you and you'll say. I needed that. I needed that, that support. I needed that place to trust God because I just needed it, period. He is, He also has become my salvation. The third verse is a little shorter. Third verse says, Therefore with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. Salvation seems to be the theme here, doesn't it? And that's a good theme. And it's a repetitious theme. That's okay. That's okay to re- be reminded, reminded of where we came from, and the think of the wells, uh, uh, spiritual wells that the Lord uh, makes available to all of us. They're deep and wide. They're extensive. They're 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 more than sufficient for our personal need. Uh, our spiritual uh, sustenance comes from the wells uh, that God provides the wells of salvation. They're kind of like the, the, the vitamins for the soul or uh, kind of a spiritual energy force that comes from God. And, and, and just because you had some uh, from that well yesterday, you may need a little from that well today. Today's a new day. today's the day we have. And on that particular day, you're drawing from the wells of salvation provided by a living God. The fourth verse says, And in that day shall ye say, Praise the Lord. You see, praise is pretty common in the Bible, isn't it? It's a good thing to praise the Lord. We've got a lot to praise the Lord for. We've got a lot to thank God for, to give Him praise. Praise the Lord. Call upon His name. Declare His doings among the people. Make mention that His name is that his name is exalted. Sounds like a church service contained in one verse. We praise God in church. That's part of our church service. We pray in church. That's another part of our church service. And and lastly, we give testimony in the house of God. Very often, we we have personal testimonies even tonight. And that, that's an expression of, of what God has, has done or of what God is doing. It says, declare his doings among the people, make mention that his name is exalted. So evidently, this is a little bit of instruction for me as to how to testify, to declare his doings among the people and Make mention that his name is exalted. It doesn't say here that, that I'm supposed to go back and tell you everything about my life up to the point where I got saved and then I got saved and on and on and on. It says, tell about what God has done. And that's part of what God has done. Sometimes we need to refresh our memory a- along those lines. But essentially, we want to tell what God has done. We want to declare his doings to the people of God. This is what God is doing for real people. He's blessing our lives. He's keeping us on a highway of holiness. We're seeking him daily and finding it's refreshing to call upon the Lord. Good to have a church service in one verse. Verse 4, that's a church service. Another part, maybe they didn't include that part in verse 4. They jumped to verse 5 to mention to sing unto the Lord. Sing unto the Lord. That's something that is repeated over and over again in the Bible. To sing unto the Lord. It doesn't have doesn't say sing in a bass, notes, always, or soprano. It just says sing unto the Lord. Now, Brother Gary, he'll tweak things. We're glad. It brings us back to reality and say, mm, that's not quite what we're going here. Got to hold that note just a little bit longer. A little more time on the next note and so forth. That's great because we love the sound of good music when we hear other people singing. But when we're singing, we can sing anywhere we want to sing. It's come up more than once now that you can sing under the mask in public and nobody knows who you are. You ever do that? That's okay. As long as it's under the Lord. We're singing unto the Lord. That's a new song, all right, isn't it? It says, For he, for he hath done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Isn't that something? So we're singing unto the Lord. It's a good thing to sing unto the Lord. There's a, there's a verse actually in the, in the New Testament that you're familiar with, I think. You see, it's, it's in Ephesians. Ephesians 5, 19 says, Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So we're singing and we're making melody to the Lord. We're, it kind of energizes you when you do that. It gives you something uh, to support you in the days, uh, every day, any day. Every day. We can give praise to God in that that time of of song and and hymns and spiritual spiritual songs. And we give it unto the Lord. We sing it as unto the Lord. So we sing, don't we? We sing unto the Lord. That's the best kind of singing. I think that's all I had on that particular verse. Verse 6 says, Cry out and shout. Thou inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. That's some chapter, isn't it? It's an incredible chapter in the book of Isaiah, chapter 12. Six verses, that's all there are. Six verses, and it tells an incredible story of what Christians Can do A lot of aspects. You'll find something there that I missed, I'm sure. But you can find what works for you. You want to sing unto the Lord? Sing unto the Lord. You're just doing something as unto the Lord. It encourages others and encourages you. Maybe maybe you're not singing unto everybody else, and so maybe they're not encouraged. But you're still encouraged, even if nobody else can hear you but the Lord and, and you. That's a good thing to do. And it says to shout. Or sometimes we're so reserved. Is that what they call it? We're so reserved. I miss some of the old timers. I used to sit on the platform with them. They're gone now. And in church, they kind of kept the preacher going. Amen. Amen! You know, so you'd hear that every now and then, Amen! And and it's like, oh, we're still moving in the right direction, I guess. And they would be saying Amen and, and kind of moving us along, you know. Preachers need to be moved along, too, you know, because, you know, they're storytellers and whatnot. Sometimes they kind of watch the clock, keep an eye on things. The Gospel is so exciting, though, it's kind of hard to, kind of hard to hold it all back. And I guess we're not really supposed to hold it all back. But we want to tell the story that Jesus has put in our hearts. That he's given us life. And it's more abundant than just average life. It's bigger and better and, and, and magnificent. It's huge. That's the gospel. It is huge. If you recall, I'm sure we recall, a hymn writer by the name of Fanny Crosby she was blind most of her life. But that didn't hold her back. Talk about challenging or a challenge. She wrote song, hymn after hymn after hymn, as she was energized by God, obviously. One old song that she wrote that kind of fits into verse six here it says, Shout, shout for joy, the king of Zion reigneth. Shout! Shout for joy and sound abroad His praise. That's good, isn't it? You ever heard that song? Me neither. He is the Lord, our strength and our Redeemer, great in all His wondrous works and kind in all His way. That's the God we serve. That's the God we serve. Thinking about that tonight, I thought if... if This old-timer, Fanny Crosby, could do all that she did, all those years, all those challenges that she had to deal with every single day. And she kept writing and writing and writing and producing something like 8,000 hymns. Incredible. But she had the gospel of Jesus Christ in her life and she spread it to you and to me. We sing her songs. This one's a pretty old one. I don't think we've ever sung that one, but maybe we have. We sing her songs because they are inspired by an almighty God that inspired her. If you're inspired, pass it on. Give testimony of what God has done. Give praise to God. Sing unto the Lord these songs and God will bless. One more thought. I don't know how you do your devotions, what's your devotions. I'm sure your devotions mean a lot to you. Everybody has a different, different game plan, I guess you call it. But I, I think sometimes it's, it's like these signs you used to see on Highway, I think it was Highway 44 back in uh, Missouri. It said, you could eat, if you ate this whole steak, it was free. It was 44 ounces. And I always thought, this is ridiculous. I wouldn't care to do that at all. I mean, after the first three ounces, you're done, you know, at least most of us. And it's like, what would the point be to get a free steak if you're miserable the rest of your week? I mean, that'd be terrible. But the gospel is, is so, so big and so large. We we can't consume it all in one sitting. We, we must dig into the Word of God on a daily basis and, and find those nuggets and... Pull out something that fits us, that's, uh, that, that we need, that will encourage us and maybe encourage somebody else. That's where we're going tonight. Dig into God's Word. It'll do you good. It's a blessing to be in the house of God. Wasn't that exciting singing this morning in the house of God? Have everybody here that was here this morning? It's thrilling to see people sing in God's house, right in the house of God. It was special. It was special. God has special things for us. He really does. And he's got something for us to do. Each one of us knows what maybe you don't know. Maybe that's how we pray after each church service. We come and we pray. And we Lord, set up my week before me. What should I be doing this week? What can I do for the Lord as unto the Lord? Whatever it is, tonight might be the time and the opportunity to pray and ask God to give those directions to us. And we'll give thanks to the Lord. We're going to stand and sing 552.